What would you do if everyone said they heard your trailer a hundred times? You'd probably make a new one. I'm Justin Sales, the host of The Wedding Scammer, The Ringer's first ever true crime pod. We've been hunting a con man for a few weeks now, and our hunt is coming to an end. Schemes, heartbreak, how to put on a wire. We've covered all this and more, but there are still a few surprises left. Binge The Wedding Scammer wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors has everything you need to keep your ride or die alive. From supercharges, brakes, exhaust kits, and more, 122 million parts. eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home the win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusion supply. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York, we want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. Welcome to the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz and I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Holbeck. And today it is Power Hour. Every week during the regular season, we are power ranking something. On Wednesdays. And today we are doing the trade targets for the fantasy football season. It is the trade deadline on Yahoo. And most places, I don't know exactly when your league yeah, trade deadline close. is. You should yeah. check. But the default trade deadline on Yahoo is Saturday, November 18th. I think for Sleeper, if you use the Sleeper app, the default deadline is like the end of week 11, which is like Monday Night Football. That's weird. ESPN is a little later. Whatever it is, you should check your league. But I think most people, or at least a lot of people listening, you might not be able to make a trade after this weekend. So we're going to go through, we're going to give our, basically just rank our best trade advice at the deadline. But first, we have a couple huge pieces of news considering the top, or what we thought, contenders, pretenders in the AFC. Mm. The Buffalo Bills, after one of the, frankly, most embarrassing losses I can ever remember for what is allegedly a great team uh, against the Broncos on Monday Night Football. We're recording this Tuesday. You're seeing this Wednesday, so it's a little older, but the Bills lost 24 to 22. We can get into all that insanity. The Bills fired Ken Dorsey this morning, their offensive coordinator. There's a lot to get into here, but DK, should the Bills have fired Ken Dorsey, the offensive coordinator? He was the one that called the all out zero blitz against Russell Wilson, right? And then he was <laughs> yes. the guy who was in charge of putting 12 men on the field for the he, missed field goal. Right? He was also stripping James Cook, I think, throughout the game. That was him. Uh huh. He told uh, Josh Allen to throw just wacky, wild interceptions, right? If those things are all true, yes, I think they should have fired him. But otherwise, it just feels like he's a massive scapegoat for what's happening on the field here. I don't know. It's kind of weird. I was going to say, I feel like, so if you didn't see the game, which God bless you, I, I this game was wild. I mean, Josh Allen came out and threw, there was a pick on like the, what, the second throw of the game. James Cook, fump, James Cook fumbled James the Cook. second play of the yeah. game and then Josh Allen threw a pick and then they came out the next drive. He threw a pick. It was reversed. Then he threw a pick in anyway. It was crazy. And Allen leads the league in touchdowns, passing touchdowns and interceptions. Austin mm-hmm. Gilbert, a great story for the ringer. But the thing I kept thinking was they, they 
the Bills had, they won the game. Like the Broncos missed the kick. They have 12 men on defense. So the Broncos get to do the kick again. And I'm after like, a timeout, mind you, yeah, after a after, timeout, there's no way at all that the Bills fire Ken Dorsey. No, if they 12 men on the field penalty right. doesn't happen on the Bills. Right. So it's like a special teams play that Buffalo did got their offensive coordinator fired. Like that's totally fair to say. Right. Doesn't this happen all yes. the time? The outcome always drives the decision, even though the outcome had nothing to do with the person you fired. This happens all the time in football where it's like if a team loses a close game, they'll fire somebody that had nothing to do with the end of the game decision. So That's how I felt about Tom Brady's legacy after the Seahawks Super Bowl, where I was like, what, we'd just be complaining about how he lost if Marshall Lynch just got the ball. But this is the most extreme I've seen where it's like the offensive guy was fired after a defensive and special teams mistake. I, I feel like everyone's wrong. I feel like the, Sean McDermott, the coach, made a very emotional decision. But I also feel like Ken Dorsey wasn't doing much for the Bills offense. I don't know. It's... It, well, it's I think it's one of those things that's it's hard to pinpoint exactly what the offensive coordinator like what value he's bringing. Obviously, this is a Josh Allen led offense. Josh Allen's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. They have Stefan Diggs, you know, I think and going back like I think he's getting compared to Brian Dayball a lot even though, you know, it, by basically any metric, the Bills offense has been really good this year. It's like the main thing and the only thing that's really holding them back is the turnovers. And so maybe I guess there is a world in which you could blame uh, the offensive coordinator for the turnovers that are happening, but I still think that's a big reach. I, I think he's been doing a fine job, and I don't. I, to me, it's just this is a classic case, like Craig was saying, of scapegoating somebody when you want things to change. Like maybe they just want, they just feel that something needs to change for the, for you, them to get like you need a fall guy. Home. Yeah. Well, wait, Craig. Did you see Killers of the Flower Moon? No, not yet. Wow, neither of you. No spoilers. I've not seen it yet either. Could I give you a nameless spoiler? Sure. It, it doesn't matter. All you know is at some point, you know, there are crimes and at some point they're going to like pin it on a fall guy like this, like whatever mm. guy. And he's like, and he looks at the cops and he's like, wait, this is going to be on my neck. And they all nod. He's like, all right, get out your pencils. And like he just starts naming. And that like reminds me of this where it's like, Ken, like Ken Dorsey, was he great? I don't know. Is this all Ken? I don't know. It's like, I, it's chicken or the egg, but at some point, I don't know. Austin Gale made a great point to me. It's like Josh Allen just keeps throwing the same interception all year. Like it's the same play almost with the yeah, safety. That's Josh down. Allen. You know, I know it's like, is that Ken Dorsey's job to fix it or not? But overall, I don't know. Like Sean McDermott, yeah. who's the head coach of the bills. I just, it just feels such an, it's the, such a transparently emotional scapegoaty thing that I almost feel like this can't be a, the right decision. Like it's so transparently just to cover your own butt. <laughs> right. Right. Do you think do you think now more than ever teams are because of like how much media scrutiny um is received by teams after like a, a two-week losing streak or something like that, where they feel more forced to make kind of a rash decision than they've ever been? I don't know if that's the case. I think the Bills are specific because this loss drops the Bills to five and five. Uh -huh. The Bills seriously might miss the playoffs. Like this was supposed to be the easy stretch the of the Bills, Bills schedule. The Bills have the same record as the Raiders. Somebody pointed this out. I think Josh Norris pointed this out, and I was just like what? What? There's no way that's actually true. There's no way that's correct. Like, if you just look back, don't forget the the Raiders have, or sorry, not the Raiders. Confused. I'm, they're equal to me now. The, and then since week, since October first, the Bills have are two and four, and one of those wins was on the final play of the game against the Giants. Like the Bills almost lost to the Giants. It's not like the you know the wow. wins are by some margin either. So you look and like they were playing. The bank, like the Bengals, Broncos, Patriots, they lost to the Patriots. Like this is supposed to be the easy part. Now the Bills have to play Jets, Eagles, Chiefs, 
Cowboys. That's the next four games at five and five. I think the Bills are going to miss the playoffs. I think so. I think that's what this is about. I think when you say it like that, Heifetz, when you put it that way, it does feel to me like they were just looking at this and being like something. Something's got to change. But here. does this like, ever we work? Shake it up. It's week eleven. Know. You're firing your offensive coordinator, and and now you're going into the toughest stretch of your season. Like I feel worse about the team now. To me, I'm always a fan. Just like whenever, anytime a company's in hot water, usually the best situation is just like hunker down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like this keep it together, Steelers, right? Yes. It's just like figure it out internally. To me, like when when you when you set a fire off. Now they're scrambling, and, and now they're going in to play the Jets, a team that has owned Josh Allen. Josh Allen is by far his worst against the New York Jets. They obviously lost week one of the NFL season. And so I'm like, to me, firing your offensive coordinator right now was was a little bit, uh, I don't know, overreactionary. Yeah, I agree. If this was Mike Tomlin, what was it a couple weeks ago? Mike Tomlin was like, oh, there's going to be changes on offense, and then he cut like the six-string receiver or something. Yeah. Like, it's, <laughs> that's how he would handle it. Mike Tomlin School Crisis PR. Speaking of crisis PR, a much bigger crisis for another team in the AFC. Mm. Patrick Mahomes. Kai texted us this morning something I thought was obviously fake, which is that Patrick <laughs> Mahomes has worn the same pair of underwear every game in his NFL career, to which I was like, this is fake. He Well, the big part was, uh, that is in and of itself disturbing, but if he washes it, <laughs> I'm not that concerned. The problem is, is that when they go on a winning streak, he does not wash his drawers. Oh. In between games, I I I, all, I don't even know what to say. All I'll say is my first reaction was that's fake. So I googled <laughs> it. The first thing that came up was CNN, and I guess yeah. actually I didn't realize this. he said this on the Manning cast last night, and he just was like, "Yup." And I was like, "Damn!" I, Jason Giambi for the Yankees back in the day, they would break hitting streaks, hit uh, not hitting streaks, but like slumps, slumps. Yep. by wearing like a golden thong that they passed around the Yankees clubhouse. Oh my right. God. But I think they, they washed around. that. I, yeah. I don't know. It's like, is this like a crime? I think it is a crime. I think he should be, he should be behind bars because of this. I really do. Do you think that Mahomes, like Kim Kardashian just gave him a skims ad. Do you think she wants that back? <laughs> yeah, this is breaking the contract. He's ever sure. washed the skims? Probably not. <laughs> like you guys know what it's like. Like if I go play pickup basketball for 60 minutes and I come home, the clothes I'm wearing should be lit on fire. Horrific. <laughs> yeah. So both times Patrick Mahomes has won the Super Bowl, statistically, it is it is certain that he didn't wash his underwear for at least four weeks, right? I'm look, no, oh God, it's worse Five than weeks. that. The, worse than that. 29, oh my God, what a, this is November 14th. Uh, 2019, they lost November 10th and then they won November 18th and uh-huh. they didn't lose again the entire season. November so 18th to like early February? November 18th to the Super Bowl. It's like a biohazard. Wait, do you think, wait, that's three months. 2020. Do you think that's what started the pandemic? (laughs) Patient zero. (laughs) It's incredible. It's brewing. Yeah. So that game, the Super Bowl against uh, the Niners in 2020, he had been wearing three month old, like eight games in a row worn underwear. 11 games in a row. 11? (laughs) 11 games in a row. Dude, that's gnarly. I I I, th- I genuinely think less of him. This is half a bit, but it's. Mo- I actually think less of him now. If that's the secret to greatness, I don't want to be great. It, it might be. Athletes are different. Mm. You know what I mean? Oh my god! All right, that's all we got. I think right. That that was what we were doing. Yeah, that's today. it. That's, that's the whole episode, right? Yeah. Honestly, it's more embarrassing than anything the Bills did this week. But all right, we're gonna get to power hour again. I would like to shout out uh, a listener, Glenn, who emailed us Glenn. a couple Glenn. weeks ago. Glenn and was basically like. Can you like give some examples of who you trade these people for? And we're like, all right, fair. So we're going to do our trade advice here at the deadline. 
And we're going to try to do our best to give more like, who's the worst guy you trade for? Who's the best? And like, just more examples. But I, larger point, if you are ever listening to the show and you're like, hey, like I, even if you like it, you're like, oh, I want more of that. I want less of that. That's annoying. Why didn't you talk about this? Email us at ringerfantasyfootball at Gmail. Like we're always trying to make the show better. So just email us whenever you want. If you have anything ever that you're like, oh, do more of that. Shout out Glenn. So we're going to power rank our best trade advice here at the deadline. We're going to do this Power Hour style. If you're not familiar with Power Hour, it's very simple. After two minutes, you can hear the sound from Tom Tom Club. And it's Tom Tom Kai, the people on Tom Tom. Great song. Great song. Love that. But we couldn't get Tom Tom cleared on Fandle. So if you're watching Fandle TV, we have a different song, which is funny because we couldn't get the rights to Fantasy by Mariah Carey. So we did Tom Tom, but then we couldn't get the rights to that. It's on Fandle. So we have jazz. It's it's great, actually. I don't even think it's that we couldn't get the rights. I don't even think we tried to get the rights. No, exactly. I'm not sure Fandle reached out to, to Tom Tom Club. <laughs> Do you think we just asked and they were like, well, look, and we're like, oh, we couldn't find it. And we're like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's never followed up. Wow. Revelations. All right. Power Hour without further ado. Trade advice. Hyfits rank these. So if you have any quibbles, it's with Yeah, if you think they're dumb, then just text me. Kai, start the clock. Number one trade advice at the uh, fantasy trade deadline. This is mine. Trade away CJ Stroud. This is nuts. I disagree no, <laughs> Trade away CJ Stroud. Craig shuts him down. Rookie quarterback for the Texans. Phenom. He's been unbelievable. I get it. But this is just buy the rumor, sell the news. This is... Company has good earnings report and the stock drops because just you sell the news, you sell the news cycle. It's like CJ Stroud. Everyone's like, well, he's obviously the rookie of the year. We're talking about it. It's on ESPN. It's everywhere. It's like, is he the MVP of the league? He's nine games into his career as a rookie. And I'm like, what's the Warren Buffett thing? It's like, be bold when others are fearful, fearful when others are bold. It Stroud's CJ Stroud's value will never be higher. He's being talked about as the MVP everywhere you look. It's the trade deadline. How convenient. Just sell the news cycle. Like I would just trade him away. Okay, so in this scenario, you're talking about like one of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL. So who, who are you talking about? Like Josh Allen? Or are you trying to yeah, trade for Lamar Jackson? If you can get like Lamar Jackson, I agree. But if you can't get a top four quarterback, you have to hold on to him. Who's playing well right now at quarterback? I, I think that's my biggest qualm with this. It's like <laughs> no one's really playing good quarterback right now. You beat me to it. So uh, answering your questions in order. No, you can't get Josh Allen for him. But I think that's yeah, kind of the point. I think that this question goes hand in hand with um, what you think Stroud does the rest of the season. And I think if you were going to tier the quarterbacks right now, is Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, and Mahomes are still the top three going forward. Like you can't acquire those people, to be honest. But then there's like, oh, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Dak Prescott, Tua, Lamar, like Stroud. And like you can quibble with the order or whatever, but I would bucket those people as like, oh, and I'm like, okay. But rest of the season, is Stroud actually in the group with Herbert, Joe Burrow, Tua, or is he? In the next group with Kyler Murray, Sam Howell, Jared Goff, Brock Purdy, Baker, Gino. Like, Stroud's still a pocket passer. He, I know he had a rushing touchdown this week, but he's still a pocket passing guy. It's like, how So is Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. I know. I, well, all right, so here's where I'm going. And I, that's Tom Tom. I'm just going to merge this with another one. You can't get Josh Allen, DK. To Craig's okay. point, I think Lamar Jackson is a huge buy low. And the example I'd give you is I would flip Stroud for Lamar Jackson if you could. And I, I, and I feel like you might actually be able to pull that trade off. I here. think you can. And like, yeah. it's the exact opposite. Lamar's a pilot. People are sick of Lamar. Like Tommy DeVito scored more fantasy points than Lamar this week. <laughs> Just send that tweet to whoever you're like negotiating with. Be like, hey, it, it, I'll take him off your hands. I got an MVP over here. I think that if you did a ratio of like talent versus acquirability, there's nobody on earth with a bigger ratio than Lamar. Like AJ Brown's talented. Jalen Hurts is talented. If you text the person like, hey, can I trade for those guys? They're going to send back like the cry laugh emoji. And if you text like, hey, 
is Lamar, like, what about Lamar? They'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm listening. Like, I'm in. And I, I know that sounds weird, but going back to your talking about tears, the first seven weeks of the season, the quarterbacks were totally chalked. The top four quarterbacks were Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Mahomes, Lamar. That's like exactly the order we drafted them in. Allen, Hurts, Mahomes, Lamar. The last three weeks, those top quarterbacks from the last three weeks are like Dak, CJ Stroud, Josh Dobbs, Sam Howell. Lamar is 17th, which is behind Taylor Heineke in the last three weeks. It's like a weird few games. It's like they, they blew out the Seahawks. They played the Raven, the Browns last week, so he had a couple turnovers. And I just think it's going to revert to the first seven weeks of the season where the quarterbacks were exactly the order we had them in. And the Ravens are going to play some more normal games. The difference is like, I think you could just flip Stroud for Lamar straight up. I think you could like flip Stroud for like Sam Howell and like someone else. Like I bet you could get Stroud for uh, Sam Howell and like Chris Godwin. And then Howell might be better than Stroud going forward. And Lamar, like he's just acquirable as hell. So I, I, I think that to me is a very rare opportunity to get a guy with that much talent who also has had some blow up games. Yeah. And I would say the one thing I would add to this whole CJ Stroud scenario thing is like you could definitely, I think the other route you could take is by downgrading slightly at quarterback but then adding like a receiver or yeah I, I i agree with that i think like like go for dobbs it's a hard trade, pill trade to swallow dobbs. no yeah. i don't think you can do that plus like a good receiver i mean selling high is impossible buying low is like oh yeah i want a discount i yes. love discounts and selling high is like the worst feeling in the world like giving up cj stroud just mentally the idea of giving up cj stroud for sam howell and like and like terry mclaurin it just feels wrong you know it does feel wrong Lamar, I think, makes a lot of sense. If you believe it's just a graph, though, of who could you acquire for this person? Stroud in the last two weeks, who could you have acquired for Stroud like 15 days ago versus today? It's like, I don't know. Take the chips off the table. Craig, would you do something like Jared Goff and like a middle, like a, like a wide receiver two type player? Just like, like get more depth. Like on DK Metcalf or Chris Godwin? Sure, or yeah. Yeah, I would do that. See, that's the type of thing I think you can do if you're trying to sell high on Stroud. Because you're not going to lose a ton if you go to like a golf type player. You lose a couple points a week average. Um, but that's still a good quarterback, still a good offense. And then you can pick up an extra like receiver or flex player. I think the weird thing, quick tangent, I think the weird thing about Lamar is that for somebody who is obviously such a talented runner, that always, you know, it's like the Justin Fields thing was like, he could be the worst quarterback in the league, but at least his running gives you 18 fantasy points a game. Lamar's floor is shockingly low for somebody who is so good at running. I agree with that 100%. Like there's risk involved with trading for Lamar, but I mean, there should be because he's talented. But one, the Ravens don't have the ball control element anymore, but it's kind of always been that way, Craig. I think you nailed it where it's, uh, he just, even freaking Sam Howell and Fields feel like they'll never give you like eight points, but Lamar can. Yeah. But I think this season, part of that's because they're winning by like 30 sometimes. Like Lamar's got four games with less than 12 points. Like that just doesn't make any sense for a guy who can run like he can. What are those four games? Week one, they were struggling against the Texans. Uh huh. But then the other uh, ones are like. They beat Arizona by seven. They killed the Seahawks. And then they lost to Pittsburgh. That's the thing. It's like, I, you know, it, Steelers Ravens is always kind of weird. And week one's weird. And then otherwise, if, I don't know. I, get, I think the first seven weeks, he was, he was a top four quarterback. Yeah. I yeah. will point out, he still is leading the NFL in rushing fantasy points per game, almost eight. So he's but the Craig's number right, one quarterback in rushing way. fantasy points. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, so anyway, I, I think, I think Lamar just, it's, it's just rare to have a player that talented that people are like, I really don't want this person anymore. That's all. Next trade advice here at the deadline. Number three, Kai, start the clock. DK, you got buying low on Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua receivers yeah. for the Rams. So 
I think the reaction here might be like, it's impossible to buy Cooper Cup. But if you've seen some of the trade offers that I've gotten for Cooper Cup, I have Cooper Cup in one league right now. And people are really sending me some low ball offers on him. I think the the idea or the theory out there is right now that, uh, you know, Ross, people who roster Cooper Cup are sick of it and they just want to get rid of him at this point. They don't trust it. And I think there is some some validity to that fear because Stafford is coming back. We don't know how his thumb is going to work. Uh, Cooper Cup is now just off the, the three worst games of his like career, or at least the career that we've seen with him where he's a superstar fantasy player. Um, and three straight games, less than six points in half PPR. Like, who would have thought Cooper Cup would have done that when he got back? Um, so I think now is the opportunity for you to go buy him just based on this idea that maybe people are really afraid with what he can do the rest of the season just because of injuries, because he has an injury too that he's been nursing. And so um, I will say, even though he has had a couple of bad games, like his target rate in those three games, 26%, 31%, 26%. I think the big games are coming. So who do you think you could get? Like where where is Cup in this in this target trade rankings? So I think you'd have to give up somebody pretty good, obviously, to, you know, because most people are like, well, he was one of my top picks this year. I'm not just going to give him away for nothing. But um, if you look at just like the rankings this week, what about like a Tony Pollard type trade? What about Travis Kelsey? Um, You'd give up Kelsey for Cup? Yeah, that's I think that's like one of those trades where you got both sides are kind of like, I don't know what's going to happen with this guy the rest of the season. Um, Kenneth Walker. Joe Mixon, or do any of these like pique your interest? Like, would you give up a Mike Evans to get Cooper Cup for the rest of the year? Yeah, I think I would. Uh, well, I think I would look, too. And it depends on like where you're at in your season. Like, this is a this is a hail mary trade, right? This is I need to make a splash. I'm trading to somebody who's sick of Cooper Cup, who wants 12 points a game from their receiver, and that's right. what Mike Evans has right. been giving you. So I do get it. The, the whole Rams offense is so scary because it's dependent on Matthew Stafford's health. It's like an old car that you like can't, you have to turn on like four <laughs> times before it gets right. running. But when right. it does, it's it's like a really reliable machine. But that's only if if Stafford can actually like get through the next seven this games healthy. Damn thing going to start when I get out there. <laughs> yeah. This old feel, like I hope we can get up this hill. <laughs> would you trade Derrick Henry for Cooper Cup? Yeah, I would. I yeah, would. definitely. I don't, yeah, I would. That's I think, a good one. That's these are all good examples. I would definitely keep Kelsey, but I think every, these other ones are good DK. I also think it's pretty easy to trade a running back for a receiver if it's close because people always need running backs. Yeah, I, to me, I'm if I were out there and not I didn't and I wanted to like make a good run at the playoffs. Maybe I have like a somewhat mediocre team. I'm aggressively going after Cup because what we've seen with Cup for the last two years is that he brings legit league winning potential when he's on. He's he's averaged over twenty points a game in half PPR in like the 26 games prior uh, to this year. And so, you know, I don't know. I just think you got to sort of, if you're in that position where you're just kind of a so-so team, you got to make that uh, leap of faith a little bit and go for a guy who could really like win you weeks down the stretch. It's the, so I'm disrespecting Tom Tom here, but the, I agree with you that Stafford, it's about the health, Craig, and that I, I think Stafford's thumb reading through the tea leaves, I think is fine. I think them signing Carson Wentz is probably scaring people, but in reality, I actually think, Stafford's thumb's a pain tolerance thing from what I gather. And Stafford's a pain tolerance guy. And that Wentz was signed because Brett uh, Rippon and RIP to my guy, Dresser Wynn, were not competitive. But so do you Dresser. feel the same about Puka Nakua, DK? Because Puka yeah. was basically like with Justin Jefferson and Tyreek Hill the first month. And then Cooper Cup came back and he's had one good game. So do you think right. he's right there too? Yes. I don't think he's at the level of Cooper Cup. I would like put Cooper Cup, uh, you know, a tier above or so. Um, 
But I still would be aggressively going after Puka too. I mean, like he's had a couple of bad games relative to what he did early in the season. But there, one of those games, I think he had like seven points. He dropped a touchdown. So like we would like he, that game would have been so much different, obviously on paper, if he hadn't dropped that touchdown. Um, and again, it's just about this is a a, a pass funnel offense that goes through Koopa Cup or Koopa and Cup, Koopa Cup, Koopa Puka and Cup, Koopa um, Kapua, I think. <laughs> and so. You know, again, those guys are the types of players, I think, that can get you, like, these big weeks that really win you your weeks late in the season and can, like, be the difference, you know, um, in the playoffs. So, I just think I ha- maybe I have too much faith in in Matt Stafford and just the Rams in general, but, like, I would be willing to make that bet. All right, next up, Craig, you got buy low on Jaguars receiver Calvin Ridley. Buy the dip. Buy the dip, baby. It's a very big, long dip. It's yeah. a big dip. Like <laughs> it or not. Him, really. The Grand Canyon of Dips. The Jags are in a really miserable spot right now. And yet they're six and three and they're going to be in the mix. And I want teams who are going to be in the mix with good quarterbacks. And despite what you think about Trevor Lawrence, I still believe he is a good quarterback. Look, they've had three straight tough games. They played the Saints, the Steelers, and the Niners. They've been to London and back. They had a horrible three-game stretch. But prior to that, Calvin Ridley was playing well. He's getting eight targets a game. He is still, in my opinion, the most talented player on this team. And their next three weeks are quite easy. They play the Titans, the Texans, and the Bengals, at least from a passing defense standpoint. Um, how do you guys feel about that? Lawrence is getting skewered by the media this week. This has been a terrible week for not only the Jags, but specifically Trevor Lawrence. People are like kicking him outside of the top 15 right now at the quarterback position. And like, I just don't believe that. So if you guys, tell, first of all, tell me what you think about that. Yeah, it's the opposite of what I said about CJ Stroud. It's like Bill Simmons on his show this week was like comparing Trevor Lawrence and Mac Jones in fantasy. Right. Like you'll never get it cheaper. I mean, look, remember what happened? The The Niners seem to just like ruin people's reputation for like for like four weeks and then you eventually get over it. Remember what the Niners did to the Cowboys? And now look at the Cowboys. And I just kind of feel like the the Jags are are prime for a bounce back against a more realistic schedule. I still think that Trevor Lawrence can get back to what he did last year. The team is healthy and talented, and I think Trevor Lawrence is good and talented. So i i would be trading I would be trading for Ridley and getting rid of guys who have been hot lately or have better who have better name brand value. I think the key here too, Craig, is you could get him for cheap, right? Like. The whoever's ha- whoever's got him right now is probably just like, yeah, give me whoever. Take him off my hands. I'm sick of this. Like if somebody would give you Ridley for like Chris Godwin, I'd do that. Like Ridley's got upside. Godwin doesn't. Like right. if I DJ Moore, I'd get rid of DJ Moore for Calvin Ridley. I'd get rid of Deontay Johnson for you Calvin Ridley. Get rid of Ridley. DJ Moore for Ridley because I think you could get you could ask for Ridley and someone else for DJ Moore. You're probably right. Here's here's the real question. Okay, if you had CJ Stroud and you were just going to blindly follow our advice. If you had Stroud and you're a betting man, you went to someone who had Lawrence and Calvin Ridley. I think if you had Stroud, you could ask for Lawrence, who they're probably thinking of cutting, Ridley, and I think you could ask for a third person. No, like I don't and think like so. I I think you could. Like if it's someone who let's say if you have Lawrence and Sam Howell, and you're probably I'm just playing Sam Howell every single like Lawrence had two points, Sam Howell 24 or whatever. Like you're just playing Sam Howell every week anyway. Like you might cut Lawrence. And someone's like, I'll give you CJ Stroud. I would give you Lawrence Ridley and like you could have a third person. I agree with I, the point you're trying to make. I agree with, but in general, it's pretty hard for it. A three to one trade is just tough in fantasy yeah. football. It doesn't really happen. I agree. I'm just, I'm just saying like, I like this one a lot because it's still there, but like it just, it's free. Like you're getting Ridley as your upside fifth receiver. It's like the same reason you have Gabe Davis on your roster. And like, it's, it's not like the Jags are a team that are, that's like 
tanking for a, for the number one pick in the draft. Like, like it or not, this team is going to be in the mix for the four seed in the playoffs probably the rest of the year, if not a wild card. So I, I just, I want a receiver on a team with a quarterback who is like competent and actually competing at a high level. And they're not just going to like sit him like we all thought the Vikings were going to do with Justin Jefferson before the Vikings mm. came back. Like, I want a guy in the mix. Number five in our uh, trade deadline power rankings. We got DK. You have buy low on Marquise Brown for the Cardinals. Yeah. Mm. This is my guy. This is the guy that I've loved ever since he uh, came into the league. I forgot about that. Hollywood Brown was like your original guy on this show. <laughs> so yeah. That was like the first huge argument DK and I had on the show is about Marquise Brown. Yeah. He, back then he was on the Ravens. I like this. I like this uh, situation he's in better now with Kyler Murray's now back. Um, if you go back to last year when Kyler and Marquise Brown were both healthy, during the six first six weeks of the season, he was the overall wide receiver six. Like he was going off. Um, they have great connection. They both played together at Oklahoma in college. Um, he was averaging almost 15 points per game in half PBR. So obviously things petered off. He got hurt. And by the time he got back, uh, I think they played one more game together than Kyler towards ACL. And then since then, it's been obviously hit or miss with him. And he's just not really been all that impressive. And, it, and that's another reason I think you probably can get it for pretty cheap right now. Um, you don't have to spend a ton to go out and acquire a guy like this. You could trade, um, you know, I think it was, it's similar to what the, some of the guys Craig was throwing out there, like a Chris Godwin, Cortland Sutton, perhaps going off of this big game this last week. Um, Jordan Addison, who could probably see his role decrease pretty dramatically here. Once Justin Jefferson gets back, um, guys like that, maybe Tyler Lockett, who's, you know, hit or miss week in and week out. I think if you want to capitalize on the fact that, uh, Marquise Brown had a really just sort of like down week, the first week with Kyler back, he, by the way, he Kyler missed him by like a foot on a, on what what would have been a 30-yard touchdown. Yeah, he game. should have had that. Marquise Brown, he went all out for that too. I mean, he almost caught it too. Like it yeah. was very close. And so, um, I don't know. I'm just, I trust that connection. I think that Marquise Brown, is, as long as he can stay healthy, he's going to have a really strong uh, second half. And um, I thought Kyler looked fantastic. So uh, all things are like pointing to a pretty good surge here from for Marquise Brown. I think this is a perfect buy low DK. I think yeah. it checks every box where... If someone didn't watch the game and you're just looking, you're kind of like pretty like, oh, I guess they didn't do anything with Kyler. You've been waiting (laughs) for Kyler to come back. Kyler comes back. He's one catch. (laughs) On top of that, no one has like an emotional connection with Marquise Brown. Right. Like you try to take Derrick Henry from someone who has him, but they've had him for two years. Derrick Henry has won people championships. Yes. No one has like this deep emotional attachment to like, I can't let Marquise Brown go. Except so fe- fear, fear and distrust is the mo- main like emotional thing with Marquise Brown, I think probably. Yeah, I guess DK, you're, yeah, you're right, Craig. He's, DK's the only one who's like, come home, <laughs> come home, child. Right. It's like lucky underwear that he doesn't wash. That's Marquise Brown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Which, who's the, yeah, who's fair who the fantasy version of that is? This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusion supply. This episode is brought to you by Ugg. 
Y'all know UGG is a brand that athletes wear all the time in the tunnel and on travel days. Well, I bet you think UGG season is only during the colder months of the year. Oh, contraire. You're wrong. You need to check out the latest spring drop from UGG. They have everything from sandals to clogs. I like the sandals. UGG has you covered for your next spring adventure. Shop the Golden Collection at UGG.com. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel right now. All customers get a no-sweat same-game parlay for every Thursday night football game. Just place a three-leg same-game parlay, and you'll get bonus bets back if you don't win. Ravens-Bengals this week, Thursday night football. What a game. I, I would actually bet all the Lamar overs. I feel like it's going to be talking about defense, but I think it's going to be a shootout. Burrow overs, Lamar overs. I would do that. NFL same-game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger Payday, build your own or choose from one of the popular same game parlays pre-built for you in FanDuel's top rated sportsbook app. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Ringer Fantasy for your chance to get a no sweat same game parlay of every Thursday. FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, must be 21 plus and present in select states. Refund issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max refund $5 unless otherwise specified restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Can we stick with Arizona? Because I want to. I want to pitch why you should buy low on on our our boy James Conner. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, Kai, start the clock, Kai. Run it, Kai. Eight weeks left in the regular season for the Cardinals. If you look at the last eight weeks of 2021 and 2022, James Conner was the RB five and the RB six respectively. He's a finisher. In those seasons. He's That's a crazy. finisher. Finishes perennial top ten guy that nobody talks about. Nobody cares about. And one thing I like is that shitty teams pepper running backs late in the season. <laughs> when they got nothing to go for, look at Cam Akers last year. Look at David Montgomery last year. Josh Jacobs with the Raiders. Like Teams just, just hammer the ball to their running backs. James Conner is the perfect example for that. And I also, I think that the Cardinals are going to be frisky the rest of the season. Like They're not going to be a team that's, that's giving up and getting killed in negative game scripts with Kyler and Jonathan Gannon and the way that he seems to be able to motivate the team. I think the Cardinals are going to be in the mix and frisky. And James Conner, we, we saw when he was gone that no other running back really like made a splash. It is going to be James Conner's backfield. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So this might sound bold. I and mean, he, he came back week one. He had a, an average game. He had 16 carries, but he only had like seven or eight points, which is perfect. I think you... It, Tony Pollard for James Conner, I know is probably really a hard pill to swallow like if you draft a Tony Pollard. Yeah. But I actually think it's a good trade. So I don't... I, I think this is probably isn't a buy low just because... The thing with a buy low is if you have a player who went on injured reserve and you want to buy them when they got hurt, that's one thing. But when you, you know, when you have a guy who missed an injured reserve and it activated, then people are like, Hey, you want to give me to him? I'm like, Oh, I held him for a month. Just like out of spite. You're like, I'll never give him to you. I think you're right though, Craig, that this is like just a buy. Like this is just straight. Like I think you're totally onto something about bad teams leaning on a running back down the stretch, because I think that. That's a really, I actually think it's, there's something to that because when te- whenever something's going wrong in a season, the coach being like, we have to go back to fundamentals and like, not just like physical running the ball identity, but like putting it on a guy of like, that's our guy, that's our team. Jacobs of the Raiders, Connor at the Cardinals. I think that's actually, there's something, to, there's something there. Craig, you threw out a couple of other names here. Gus Edwards, James Cook. I like mm-hmm. those uh, yeah. as potential guys that you can trade away to get James Connor. Um, I really like those because like James, I guess Edwards is basically touchdown dependent. I think Connor is going to get just like a ton of volume, both in the run game and the pass game. Gus, so. you'd have to attach someone. I feel like you'd have to, cause you have to reach yeah, out. Yeah. Like a flex option perhaps. Yeah. Would you guys swallow your pride and trade Tony Pollard away to receive James Connor? I wouldn't. 
I'm too it's stubborn. It's tough because the yeah. The, <laughs> Do this I'll stay with this forever. I think the problem is that Tony Pollard's playing the Panthers this week. So it's like if you trade him away, he's going to have 200 yards and four touchdowns. But they just you, played the Giants and he didn't do anything. When you, did, when you like said that last week, they had like almost 700 yards and he did nothing. We've been saying yeah. this for like seven weeks. We're like, yeah, but look at I his think, schedule. I think that the biggest thing we don't track in fantasy is guys who complain enough. Like Devontae Adams just like went on such a campaign. To get the ball, he got Josh McDaniels fired. He had like a 60% target rate in the first game with the new yeah. coach. He's just too quiet. Yeah. Tony Pollard uh, had 30 rushing yards against the Chargers. The Lions uh, just had like 250. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> anyway, this kind of turned into, a, uh, it's turned into a Pollard thing. Yeah. Is this just, should we just like write an apology to everybody? An apology? Apology. A Tony, a Tony Pollard-G? Oh, I actually am into this question. Gus and who? Who's the receiver you put with Gus Edwards to get James Conner? It's like John Dotson's. Jerry like Judy. Oh, John Dotson. No one good. wants Judy. No one wants Judy. You're cutting Judy. Pete, you, you assume people want John Dotson? Yeah, but you know what's nice about John Dotson is because he put up a zero last week. It almost looks like he was injured. Like for, <laughs> for somebody who didn't watch just the game, just it just shows like, because yeah. yeah. the two weeks before he had like 20 points in each game. And so you could just make the argument, oh no, yeah, he tweaked his ankle and he left first quarter. And the guy'd be like, oh, yeah, okay. He had like a doctor's appointment. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Throwing an Odell, you know? Next up, I, I just mentioned him. I, I think Devonte Adams, the Raiders is a huge buy low and I would trade for him. I think again, this is like a player who's just like very rarely available and it's very simple yeah. to me. This is a cut play. It's the cheapest he's ever going to be. Literally, yeah. And it's like, it's just the people who have him are, we're sick of Devante. Josh McDaniels got fired. Grapple got benched. People are like, ooh, okay. And then he hasn't done anything. But he hasn't done anything because the Raiders played the Giants and the Jets. They played the New York teams. They beat up on him. And they didn't have to like have offense to do any. Like, why would the Raiders like air it out? But as Dika said, Devante Adams is still getting a huge part of the target share. It just, there wasn't much share. It was, it was like a bagel bite pizza. Like they didn't have to do much against the Jets and the Giants. But then the Raiders, as they keep going, they're going to throw more. And like, again, Craig said this like three years ago, bad quarterbacks very often just target the best receiver more. It's just like, hmm, what do I do out here? Maybe throw to Devontae Adams. That's not a yeah. bad decision very often. Devontae's begging for the ball. Like I, he's, I think he's going to, the best se- games of the season are ahead of him. It's the cheaper, he's cheapest he'll be. Antonio Pierce, the new interim coach for the Raiders is basically like, yeah, I have an elite receiver. I'm not stupid. You know, have him get the ball a lot. Um, paraphrasing, but that's basically what he said. So, yeah, that bodes well. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm not stupid. I know to throw the ball to. <laughs> yeah, the, the, if you look at the numbers between Jimmy G. Hoyer and O'Connell, uh, O'Connell has thrown to Devontae Adams way more than the other two. Adams has over 30% target share with Aiden O'Connell. Also, uh, Scott Barrett had an interesting tweet about unrealized air yards, basically like guys who are open downfield and the quarterbacks just like miss the pass. Uh, Devontae Adams is fourth in the league with 544 unrealized. And it's, this is the Chris Olave ca- uh, category because every single time I watch the Saints, Chris Olave is wide open 50 yards down the field and, and doesn't catch it. And the numbers bear that out because he's number one, according to Scott Barrett's list, for unrealized yeah. air yards. Uh, but yeah, Devontae Adams has had like four 50 yard catches missed in like the last two games if you've watched the Raiders. <laughs> two people I think you could get Devontae for. I had. Rashad White is a person where you talk about sell high. I know Rashad White might be a little scary because like he's been playing great for you or whatever, and he's been playing. He's just been great. How and I, he has a lot of the back share. He's another running back where like there's not competition. However, my friend asked me about whether they should make that deal, and I thought about it. And I was like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I don't think until like the last forty eight hours 
there was ever any point in American history you could trade Rashad White for Devontae <laughs> Adams. Right. So like maybe just strike while the iron's hot. Right. Same with Brian Robinson, man. Brian Robinson's playing great, but like he's in a timeshare. And I'm like, people need running backs all the time. But I, I think you could just trade a hot running back. I would do that one too. Yeah. Next up here, D- DK, we could just make this a combo meal. DK, you have Deontay Johnson as a buy low. Craig, you have Najee Harris as a sell high. And I just think we should just merge these things. DK, you go first with Deontay. So I think just to start out, even though the Steelers are six and three, the vibes just feel atrocious. Like Craig, (laughs) give me, give me your take. What, how's it feel to be, how's it feel in Steelers land right now? We all know what's really going on here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We're enjoying the ride. Uh, This, this is, this is now the second year in the last three years that the Steelers have had an incredible record and been a terrible team. Isn't that weird? (laughs) (laughs) What's going on there? We were 11 and 0. With Ben Roethlisberger in 2021, we're terrible. However, that being said, even though the vibes are bad, Deontay Johnson is just about the most automatic part of this offense right now. I, I granted, he had one catch this last week, and that's why I'm putting him in this category. Basically, it's like if someone is looking at, number one, what people are saying about the Steelers right now, the way that people feel about Matt Canada, the way that people feel about Kenny Pickett, that is severely depressing, I think, Deontay Johnson's value on the open market. And so, therefore... I think he's a good time to go by right now because if you look at the three games prior when he came off of uh, the injured reserve, 26% target rate, 35% target rate, 31% target rate. He is the guy that Kenny Pickett leans on like the vast majority of the time. And so, um, or I should say like relative to the other players. And so, you know, he's basically, Deontay Johnson has basically taken out uh, all of um, Pickens' value at this point. It's like Deontay Johnson is just hoovering up all the targets right now. Um, and by the way, he gets open. Like he's a good player. It's not just that he's getting a lot of targets. I think he's pretty good. Um, so capitalize on this really sort of down game for Deontay Johnson and just like let the numbers talk to you. Like the well, target rate is going to be 25 to 30% in these games. How many times have we said that defenses have turned the entire league into a dink and dunk offense and all the Steelers do is dink and dunk? Deontay Johnson's just a bunch of dinks. Like he's literally like he's a dink and like, dink. He's literally the reason I don't like PPR is because Deontay Johnson is an elite because he just can have like nine catches for like 40 <laughs> yards. Yeah, you're like, yeah. wow, incredible. Um, in terms of like people that you can trade him for, I think it's the same, sort of the same tier as what we've been talking about the last couple of guys, like, um, you know, Tyler Lockett, Rasheed Rice, Jordan Addison, this sort of tier of guys that might have really uncertain or uh, really highly variable scores going in week in and week out. Like the players are, you, you know, you don't really trust them to have that floor. And Deontay Johnson is not a ceiling play. He's a, four, a floor play. And so, you know, again, it depends on kind of what you need for your team. But I think if you want like just a guy that's probably going to get you like 12 points a week, he's your guy. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Also, it was 2020 when the Steelers were 11 and no, not 2021. Sorry. I, it I all can't blends get, together. I can't get Dude. my pandemic years in order. <laughs> Anyone who has like a really sharp memory of that is almost concerning to me. <laughs> right. Okay, but Najee Harris, I think, is a sell high. He's had two yeah. two solid weeks, and he's been better, I would say, the last four weeks, but he's basically had two over 15-point weeks the last two weeks. But he's relying on touchdowns, which is something the Steelers uh, don't do too well. <laughs> and not to mention that Jalen Warren is now the starting running back on the team. So I know it sounds weird to say sell high the guy who just got demoted, but I actually think you could uh, for people who aren't really online that much and are just looking at the stats. The reason why I think Najee's had a good ba- a good run here is that Steelers just played Will Levis and Jordan Love, and they actually had leads in these games, which is very rare for the Kenny Pickett Steelers. Usually they like to just come back in the fourth quarter. And look, the next two weeks, they're playing the Browns and the Bengals. And I think it's going to be pretty brutal out there. 
So if you can shell Najee Harris now and, and just really try and remember back what it was like to have Najee Harris for the first six weeks of the season when we put him in the burn book, that is probably what he's going to turn right back into a pumpkin. So if you can go get Tony Pollard, a guy like Isaiah Pacheco, a James Conner, I think you James should do Connor. it immediately. Love that one. Yeah. I don't know if you could get Connor, but I think you'd have to, I, the irony of two of wanted to get Connor because he was literally replaced Love Young right. but. The Steelers essentially drafted Najee Harris in the first round instead of just paying Connor like $7 million a year, which is kind of funny to think about now. And then demoted him. Jalen Warren, by the way, is really good. He's so he much is. fun to watch. That's an example of a guy where, I, I just throwing out names, I'm just making stuff up on the fly, but like, one time the Steelers, if you could trade like Saquon Barkley for like Jalen Warren and someone else and be like, oh, you're getting Saquon. And it's like, dude, I would run so far from this Giants offense and get rid of oh, Saquon like, 100%, so quickly. 100%. And like, I just, that's a guy, I'm just throwing out names now, but it's like Saquon's, Saquon's a like a, a, like a sell the name, sell the, sell the brand. Najee bounce back is like, I would put someone with Najee. If I could get like Jonathan Taylor or Travis Etienne, where the, like, who I think are going to be like top seven running backs the rest of the way. Travis Etienne, I think people are kind of like nervous of the Jags. Mm-hmm. And then Taylor, I think is good, but people like, it's going to explode. I don't know. Those are just other guys that I would just cr- try to acquire. Just throwing stuff out. Yeah. Uh, are there any other guys you wanted to just hit or touch on just throwing it throw a name out there jog people's uh get some neurons going i mean if you're gonna make me bring up dk metcalf still a buy low see like pollard where at what point do we retract i'm i'm emotionally too biased so i'm not gonna do it um but if you look at like expected touchdowns versus real touchdowns so far this year like he is the biggest regression can one of the biggest regression candidates um but again it's a leap of faith also people are probably pretty sick of dk metcalf right now so i think he'd be cheap i mean the guy's got 30 targets in the last three weeks and he really hasn't done shit with them. Yeah. If I offered exactly. you, if I offered you Saquon, at, Saquon and DK Metcalf for Justin Jefferson, what would you say? No, no, I agree. I would no. not take it. I would take Justin Jefferson over. Is that. Jefferson a buy low or a sell high? Cause I'm like, I know he's coming back with Josh. He's a Dobbs. hold. People have been holding him this whole time not to sell him. You know, it's an interesting concept though, because right now he still holds the value of Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson. Yeah. So if, how many, two bad games and you're kind of like, uh-oh. Right. Or even one. Like if he, if he yeah. comes back and he has like seven targets for three catches for 50 yards, everyone's going to be like, well, this was a mistake. He, so TJ Hawkins is just catching 14 passes a game. Yeah. You know how Google, like they unlock, what was it, Bard, their AI that's supposed to compete with ChatGPT and it got a question wrong about Shakespeare or something and it, Google's <laughs> stock plummeted like a hundred billion dollars. Oh, no. Like that's yeah. Justin Jefferson if he has two catches for 19 yards in this game. Yeah. I mean, if we want to be honest here, I, I know this is sacrilege, but the Vikings and Josh Dobbs are a sell high. Yes. <laughs> How dare you, sir? Dude, my friend Ro, <laughs> the same one who inspired the old guys thing, where my friend is like, yeah, the friend who like doesn't pay attention to the sport in four years, but plays wins because they're just like, oh, Alvin Kamara, 70th. Sure. Yeah. That same person has Dobbs and was trying to trade. And I was like, what? he's like, what do you want for Dobbs? Mark Andrews? And I'm like, no, that's not enough. I'll give you Mark Andrews and Chase. Jamar Chase. He's like, really? I'm like, no, I'll throw on Jonathan Taylor and Jacobs, too. <laughs> and then he, we just kept, and he was kept, he kept, I just kept upping the offer. Do, the Heifetz, you brought up the chat GBT thing. Do you guys remember when uh, the Cybertruck <laughs> did like the, yes. the Elon Musk thing where it, it was threw like, the ball th- through the window? <laughs> He's like, we got bulletproof windows. And he like threw a baseball at it and it just like shattered. <laughs> <laughs> I just think of that. 
Uh, well, he didn't classic. say his baseball proof. It's not. I did you see recently that Elon yeah. Musk had Joe Rogan shoot a, an arrow at the car? <laughs> I guess they figured it out, huh? Right, because everyone's so terrified years. that arrows are going to get shot at their car. I was going to say it was like a post-apocalyptic. I mean, it, it, it's the... becoming more. It feels like more realistic scenario. The longer, <laughs> that is the further true. we go, you know. All right, you guys want to do some emails? Let's do it. Yeah. All right, this one's from Christy. 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 Christy's following up on how we were talking about Travis or Jason Kelsey being named sexiest man alive. And we thought that was silly. Well, he was a nominee. Travis Kelsey's hotter. Okay. Nominee. Sorry. Yeah. How dare you besmirch Patrick Dempsey like that? Yeah. Did he win? He won. How old is Patrick Dempsey at this point? I believe his mid fifties. Jeez. He looks great. I mean, he does. No denying that. Christy writes. As men, (laughs) you don't seem to really understand what is sexy for women. I know that's. I mean, that's yeah. the whole, I cringe. that is like, a, a, like as old as time. I mean, yeah. I feel like we, we represent our, we are very transparent about, we don't know how fucking attraction works. Like attraction yeah. is the weirdest thing in the world. Christy also fame is attraction. Like fame yeah. ups you by two points. Christy says, I cringe when you try to talk about which quarterbacks are hot. <laughs> so let me explain the lure of Jason Kelsey. Women love the idea of a lumberjack kind of guy that could just throw them on the bed or against the wall or just carry them around. <laughs> Just put him on the shoulder. Carry him There around. are many women out there who drool over Andre the Giant from The Princess Bride. Really? Also, Jason is adorable with his kids. It's one of the most attractive things to see a man be so tender with his kids. Travis Kelsey is sexy if you want the irresponsible Kelsey who will mess things up and then try to make things better by shrugging and being like, who, me? <laughs> but for a responsible man that will love his babies and be able to throw you over his shoulder, Jason Kelsey is the one women want. Logically, this makes perfect sense to me, and I understand it. Yeah, but I then, get it. Like when you like look at him, you're like, "That's not the sexiest man in the world." Oh, do you want a mansplain to Kel- Christy more? No, I, I'm saying this is our point of view. Based <laughs> on like like cultural kind of like norms, what we've been taught by the media, you know, the hottest what man men is have like taught some, other men about what women think is hot. Yes, like what Marvel has taught us is that he should be like jacked and hairless and blonde. <laughs> yeah. I think hair is back. DK thoughts on hair. Well, I don't have hair on my head. Good beard, I'm not though. hairless though, you know, but yes, this, this email, we appreciate this email. And I, I, t- I completely understand uh, what Christy is saying here. I get it too. Jason Kelsey's like, like, like biologically attractive. You know what I mean? Like it, like he, he like connects with like your you baser instincts. Yeah. yeah. Which is why Primal. I don't understand like why Primal people shit. think, like Pete Davidson is good looking. I don't, I'll never understand. Yeah, actually, Christy, Christy or any other women listening, can you follow up and just be like, why is Pete Davidson attractive? I actually would like to know that too. Jason Kelsey just needs to start a TikTok where he just splits logs. You know, he just has an axe <laughs> and splits logs. There, that is apparently that is like the he's big, the, he has the, the point best of the way spear to attract the, women. He's the point <laughs> of the spear and the tush push, which is pretty wild. This like unstoppable play. He's just like. Also, not for nothing, but he is very uh, charismatic. Is he? He is, I think. He's not afraid to get up there and like spit on the microphone. You know what I mean? Like he, he'll talk true. to a crowd. He's a host of a very popular podcast, which of course is the sexiest thing you can be. Um, right. right. And so, yeah. I don't did know. you I see that ta- ta- Taylor Lautner won the award for the sexiest podcaster this year? I didn't know I had a podcast. And me neither. I, I, I think we were robbed. <laughs> yeah. And by we, we mean Craig. Or me. <laughs> <laughs> Just advocating for himself. If we if we did a poll, I'm guessing when the Twilight Craig, movies Craig came out, be. it was just me and Taylor Lautner. We get confused all the time. Hives almost got cast. 
All right. You guys want to do some celeb story emails? We got a lot. We were talking so about So I wasn't here for the celeb thing. Oh, I told, oh, should I do it again? Basically, I, I saw this woman and it was in Ralph's actually on West Pico in Los Angeles a few years ago. And I saw this woman who's like in a lot of makeup and she was kind of being like, this homeless guy was like in line trying to like talk to her and she like did not want to talk to him. Anyway, it, she was Gwen Stefani and I, I realized he was Blake Shelton and he just looked awful. And I just, and he was like next to the People magazines, which I thought was funny. Uh, anyway, got a lot of emails after that. They're leaked. Got a lot of emails after that about really, really dirty. Barely. It's <laughs> incredible. All right. This next one's from Michael. Michael. Mike. Mickey. Growing up, my family would make me go to wrestling fundraisers in a town. I'm not going to lie. I didn't know what that meant. It for, like a high school wrestling thing. Like just wrestling. Making money wrestling. for the team, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Like just raising money. I don't know. Anyway, one year there was a fundraiser at what turned out to be Stephen Neal's home. Stephen Neal is a, if you don't know, two-time national champion and college wrestler who also played football. And he was, he, he was the guard for the Patriots. And he won three Super Bowls as part of the first Patriots trilogy with Brady. So okay. that's why the rest. But, so the re- wrestling fundraiser is in Stephen Neal's house. But he also, you know, won three Super Bowls. So at one point, again, they're in his house. At one point, my mom calls me over. This is now Michael again. At one point, my mom calls me over to like dip into Steven's office and look at Steven's Super Bowl rings. And we walk up and my mom says, how cool are these Super Bowl rings? Wouldn't it be funny if we stole one? Wouldn't that be a funny story? <laughs> Jesus. They're worth like a hundred grand. I don't think it'd be, it'd be. Criminal. Yeah, it's also a crime. Yeah. Turns, <laughs> be a funny crime. Stephen Neal was, turns out Stephen Neal was right behind us. When she said that. <laughs> oh my God. Bold, Cringe. bold move. We had a good laugh over it, which diffused the tension. But then Stephen Neal started hitting on my mom. Ooh, interesting. He's interesting. like, what if I stole you? Got way too far. Wow. And he said, I've never gone from such a high looking at the rings to such a low being caught and then somehow even lower to the guy using that to hit on my mom. Would you, wow. would you be insulted if a famous person hit on your mother? I don't know. That, that all, that's kind of a compliment. <laughs> it's kind of sick. Hey. <laughs> if I'm out with my mom, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson walks up to me at a CVS and is hitting on my mother. I think I'd feel good about that. Do you say, Dwayne, what are you doing? Go, come on, Who's Dwayne? the ugliest hot person? Who's the ugliest Mr. hot the person Rock. that wouldn't be okay? Like if Danny DeVito was hitting on your mom, you'd be like, oh no, this is not okay. It's like, buddy, <laughs> come on. You're right. We're, I like a good point where Chris Hemsworth hitting on your mom's almost kind of cool. Huge win. Yeah. <laughs> Unless she's receptive to it. If it's Gary Busey, maybe not. <laughs> Very. Freaking hope not. Not you, fat Jesus. Slide it on back. <laughs> uh, all right. Next one. We got an email from Drew. 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 It's not a celeb setting. It's just guys. It's just guys being dudes. Uh, we were talking a lot of last episode about like urine, and we got an email from a doctor who was explaining all the kinds of urine. It was really twenty-eight wild. different like, kinds of urine. Twenty-eight different kinds of ways they can classify your urine it's in the software that doctors use or medical professionals. Caleb, actually. Caleb was a nurse. So anyway, email from Drew. I was in a club. This was inspired by a medical discussion about urine. Drew says, I was in a club in London a few years back. When we arrived, it was odd to see that the vast majority of people in this club were women. Which, that alone is kind of funny to think that. He's like, that's weird. (laughs) It's like, and then Drew's like, eventually we realized the ratio in the club is actually normal, but that almost every man in the bar was packed into the bathroom. Because in the bathrooms... There were trough urinals that had LCD touchscreens in the wall of the urinal 
and you could play the classic Space oh Invaders God. video game by shooting the spaceships with your piss. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. And every guy was packed into the bathroom, cheering on the other dudes at the urinal and preparing to switch out the guy's peeing to keep the game going like hockey lines. Oh my God. People like throwing bets down, making parlays. Yeah. <laughs> and then Drew writes, it was the most incredible night of my life. <laughs> like high-fiving. That's such an oh awesome God. idea, but it's also such a terrible idea if you own a club. Why would you want yeah. all of your patrons to just be jammed into the bathroom the whole time? Well, well guys are just like buying it, like beer and being like, you gotta drink more bathroom. to keep the yeah. piss going. That's know? true. I get they should be selling alcohol in the bathroom. That's the move. Yeah. That's such Maybe a just good make idea. the club the bathroom. It's just a bathroom club. That's, <laughs> that's 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 good, actually. Just sell the beer. And then also all the guys who don't want to talk to the women are just like in the bathroom. They're like, there you go. I, yeah, maybe you don't even allow women. It's just, it's just a male pee club. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh. Just a safe space for bros to watch sports and piss. Yeah, like it's just a, a gentleman's club. And you're like, you know, women, they like think it's just like strippers and cocaine. But actually, it's just dudes pissing in urinals trying Look, to play space invaders. Dude, men love going to the bathroom. You know what I mean? Like we're in there for 20 minutes. We're on our phones. We're texting. We're listening to things. Just make it bigger. Just merge a bar and a bathroom. <laughs> oh my god! You're gonna have to have like really good like airflow in there. I feel like. Yeah, I'm not sure how you the know, smell situation would get work. Get the HVAC going really high. We're not letting Patrick, Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes can start in. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god, Patrick Mahomes, his own line of bar. There's something. But- no, no, there's absolutely not. Like I said, it's like it's like adding televisions to the and like uh, adding bathrooms to theaters with televisions in them, so you don't miss any part of the movie. The Space Invaders is the perfect club. game. Think of talking about new words or new sentences being invented. All right, honey, I'm headed out. Going to the piss club. <laughs> game six is tonight. It's nothing so. sexual. It's just a piss club. Find a new slant. Uh. Speaking of which, DK, what was the? You said your friend texted you about you the wildest thing you said about the Harry. You told Concepcion was talking about the Harry Potter shooting ropes as Patronus. <laughs> no, this was the, on Twitter, and this uh, tweeted at me that she was listening and cracking up about the you know the Patronus wizard ropes coming out of the wand, and she got <laughs> rear-ended like right then, and she said it felt like a punishment from baby Jesus. So, okay, <laughs> Uh, but everyone was okay. And the lady from Anissa, the lady who hit me was really nice. She didn't seem like an agent of a vengeful God or anything like that. So Good. it all worked I, out. Was, you told me that I couldn't believe it because we got two different emails from people who were like, you can't just talk about frothy urine when I'm driving to work. Like I almost died. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good expression where you're like, I was laughing so hard. I almost crashed. But yeah, th- this person actually got in a crash. That's a, actually, that's a good point. Emails at ringerfantasyfootball at gmail.com if you have a story of like actually like laughing so hard at saying you almost crashed. <laughs> My mom did that. But the, can you imagine someone like going out that way? They're like, we're just talking about like, yeah, gentlemen's piss club. And like, ah! and like that's how you're, <laughs> My God. That's a great idea. I, it was such a great idea. I crashed. And you just wake <laughs> up in heaven. You're like, oh, what, what did you in? My, mine is the Drake song, Child's Play. I almost died. My mom was driving and I was trying to pitch her on like Drake is a sense of humor. She's like, what do you mean? And I played child's play and there's a line in child's play where it's like, it's the one who's like, why do you got to take me to cheat? Like he's arguing. Why do you got to fight with me at cheesecake? Yeah. Why you fight with the cheesecake? I love, you know, I love to go there. Yeah. Place for families who drive Cameras. And go to Disney. And then he keeps going and he's like, 
He and then he just like switches and he's like, you go to CVS for Kotex in my Bugatti. And my mom literally almost drove into a ravine. <laughs> <laughs> we literally swerved. That's huge. I feel like if Drake heard that, he'd be proud. Dude, yeah, it's go to Drake. You almost killed my mom. Hit on her now. That Kotex line really hit. <laughs> all right. That's all we got. Drive safe, everyone. Seatbelts. Please. Cornerback strap. That's podcasters too. We can do that. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Kai, for producing this episode. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Tucker, everyone behind the scenes. Thank you, Lauren. Lauren. Thank you, The Lonely Island. Ooh, yeah. Nice. Not only is Hot Rod a great movie, but pop star underrated, I got to say. I never saw that, Craig. That's funny. I saw it like in the moments. I don't know how it's stop. Never Stopping. Yes, never stop. Never Such stopping. a subtitle, <laughs> I believe so. But the music is really good. They're, I mean, the three of those guys, Yorma and, and Akiva and, and Andy Samberg, on SNL, like every week they just came out with a banger. I I could go like if I I don't do this a lot, but like a YouTube wormhole or whatever oh. it's called, rabbit hole, where you just I I could go and watch all the Lonely Island videos, and I would get stuck doing that for like two hours. They're Dude, just the so one, fucking good, and the, the music the, honestly is not bad. Oh, it's great. <laughs> The song's actually a slap, I think. Like Lazy Sunday and all. There's a million of them. I mean, they did Dick in a Box. That was like a fucking... <laughs> People can... If <laughs> you're on a boat, I'm on a boat's a sick song. Yeah. People can hate it on it, but it's like, it always hits when you're on a boat to play I'm on a boat. They have a really funny sketch to the Jason Derulo song, What You Say. Have you seen that one where they're just like shooting each other? Yes. yes. Like it's the end scene of a movie. <laughs> so good. Oh my God. Uh, Marry a man. What's the song where they... <laughs> The Spring Breakers anthem or whatever. It's so fu- <laughs> that is like the fucking funniest song. I love that song so much. The Shy Ronnie with uh, Rihanna. <laughs> yeah, he's just. <laughs> oh man. Anyways, get him the Gentleman's Piss Club. Go down the rabbit hole, the Lonely Island YouTube rabbit hole. That's what I'm going to do later. Mm, what you say? Oh, I just had sex. That's another huge one. <laughs> with Akon, dude, that song's good. That song is legitimately good. All dude. of them are good, man. They're fucking good. Uh, you could play. Give it like two more years. You could play. I just had sex to the Zoomers, but then not. They wouldn't know it's a parody. Oh, 100 percent, dude. I'm the song from Popstar. They'd be no, like, "Who is this?" The song from Popstar is called "Finest Girl" (parentheses Bin Laden song). <laughs> And it goes, she told me, fuck me like we fucked Bin Laden. That's like like the chorus. Oh my God. He goes, ooh, whoa, this girl was a freak. She wanted to fuck me like the U.S. government fucked Bin Laden. All right, goodbye, everyone. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, one 800 522 
100 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.